Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Welcome to Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. Bam! This is maybe uh, the biggest news drop in Star Wars history. We have just witnessed it. Um, man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, as I said, this is, yeah, maybe, you know, the biggest day of announcements in uh, in the history of Star Wars. You know, even the um, the announcement of the sale to Disney and the next trilogy and stuff. Um, I mean, that's one of the biggest... Yeah, that I think that's that's kind of the biggest kind of turning point day in Star Wars history in a way. Well, uh, the announcement that the prequels were happening could have yeah, I don't know, but um in terms of sheer volume this is uh this is, this is the the big, yeah, this is maybe the biggest we've ever had and it's man, I, <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm super into this. Um it's very, very exciting. Um, I, it's actually kind of overwhelming. Like, where to even start? I mean, we've had, uh, like, there were certain things that um, that rolled out that uh, most of us were like, yeah, okay. That's what we uh, kind of expected there. But there was a ton of stuff that I've not heard any rumors of. You know, the people who signed those NDAs signed them good because uh, there is there was a ton of stuff that we, you know, ha has not leaked at all, has not even been speculated on. So um, it was really, it was, it was crazy, yeah. Um, uh, thankfully, I have someone to, uh, to help me out today because it's, uh, yeah, I, man... I don't know if, if if I start talking about all of it by myself, it's just going to be three hours of me babbling, pretty much. So, uh, joining me today, Afepiran from uh, he is the singer of a Swedish rock and roll band called Obnoxious Youth. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've he lives in Stockholm. I live here in Gothenburg, so we've only uh, met. A handful of times but um we're both big star wars fans so uh especially recently um with the with the mandalorian and everything uh it's been uh fun to stay in touch and uh discuss everything that's been happening so to help me talk about all this news to help me talk about the latest episode of the mandalorian and uh just to talk about his uh his life with star wars in general here is Afe Piran. Right, Afe, thanks for thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. All right. So the people out there, uh, we, we have to say that this was not planned. We uh, we had no idea that this uh, this amount of Star Wars news was going to uh, happen today. Um, but it was a happy coincidence. So uh, how are you feeling after that? tidal wave of uh, Star Wars announcements? I'm uh, quite overwhelmed, actually, but uh, I'm not displeased. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, really, uh, I really look forward to it because, yeah, I've, I've seen 
pretty much everything that's ever been released in the name of Star Wars. So I'm probably going to continue doing that as well. Excellent. So let's start with like uh, your your Star Wars uh, life and experience. How uh, how did you get into Star Wars in the beginning? Uh, when I was a kid, I think maybe uh, ten years old, um, mm. my mother she rented all the Star Wars uh, films for me, uh, all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I I just binge watched them on VHS when I was like ten, yep. and it instantly became like the high point of my my life. Uh, it influenced me in like uh, aesthetically and also like it created like a interest for space stuff and mm. yeah I, I got pretty like shaped by that uh, mm-hmm. that thing I, I loved everything about it and uh, then I started collecting these Star Wars figures that mm. I don't have anymore because mm-hmm. when I grew up I, I got rid of all my toys and then and I, yeah, regretted it afterwards. <laughs> I know how that is. I like I got rid of everything except the Star Wars stuff. Although there are some some bits of the Star Wars collection missing, which like I I don't remember what happened. Perhaps I sold them or something. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of us who uh, have a similar experience with that. Yeah, I'm I'm really. But at least I sold my Star Wars stuff to a bigger collector than I am, so mm. I, that's worth it. I can at least say that I didn't leave it on a like a sec at a second hand shop or mm-hmm. something like that. It's really interesting what you said about um, it, it. It impacted you um, aesthetically because as time has gone on i'm realizing that it totally had that same uh, effect on me like I, this kind of taste for grimy gritty <laughs> like uh, you know whatever form the art takes i think i'm attracted to that kind of uh, you know in in star wars it's referred to as the used universe but i think i'm attracted to that in whether it's mu- music, film, or visual art, or, or whatever. So is, is that what you're talking about, about the impacting you aesthetically? Yeah, uh, since I uh, was illustrating a lot when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, I also started illustrating like space characters and, uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And also, I love the logo of Star Wars and the, the posters mm-hmm. and everything. Like, it's, it's like the... the Best looking artwork I know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm with you there. Like when you when you like all the concept art that you see for Star Wars is always like, even if I had never seen the movies, I would I would love this stuff. You know. Yeah, I had seen stuff from Star Wars before I even saw the movies, and that's that was uh, that was something that made me like tell my mother to rent the movies for me because I wasn't of age mm. at that point. So mm-hmm. you had to be 15 years old to uh, 
to be able to rent movies in Sweden. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. I needed her to <laughs> to fix that for me. But I had seen like Star Wars stuff um, before, so I was really like a bit curious about what that was and. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it was like the best thing I've ever seen. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, there were some, you know, certain major kind of uh, generations, I guess, to come after the original trilogy. So, how old were you when uh, the Phantom Menace came out in ninety nine? Ninety nine. I was sixteen, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't uh, think I had turned 17 yet but yeah 16 17 something like that okay so what was your experience of those films uh i absolutely hated it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah <laughs> uh, i was i was so so fucking bummed out about the first one that i was like i was looking forward to it so much i, I like mm. I got a, like an orgasm from the reveal of the movie, and then when I saw the movie, yeah. it was the biggest anti-climax I've ever experienced in my life. I think, uh, and I really tried liking yeah. it. I really, really tried. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When people say like, "Oh, it wasn't that they weren't weren't great. It's just that you had expectation, unrealistic expectations," or um, you had a certain set idea of what you wanted it to be and it wasn't that. But I don't agree with that at all. Like, I think, I mean, I don't think it's unrealistic to expect Star Wars to look and feel like Star Wars. I don't think that's weird. Um, and I just think, you know, for me personally, I've loved so much of the recent films that, you know, and I, I like, of course, the, the original trilogy will always be the original trilogy, but I'm super into a lot of new Star Wars. It's, uh, but, so I don't think it was um, unfulfilled expectations that was the problem for me, at least. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I was, I have rewatched everything uh, a few years after, and uh, uh, yeah, quite a lot of times up to this date, but uh, I never seem to become friends with the, like the second trilogy. Uh, I think it's, uh, I like stuff, some stuff from those movies, but as movies, I don't like them so much at all. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. So, for like, which which aspects of those films do you like, actually? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I. The, it's easier to say what I don't like about them, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, 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 I. The only thing I like is some of the aesthetics, some of the. Mm -hmm like the like the settings like the jedi temple and like some mm -hmm. some stuff like that 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 that's mm -hmm. what i like uh, about those movies i don't really and I, I i don't have a big problem with the with the plot uh it's right. more 
more how they executed it. Right, that's how I feel too. Like, I think that if you had come, like, gone to me uh, before the release of those films and said, this is the overall plot, I would go like, yep, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> go with that. Um, there, are, there are a couple of things story-wise that I don't love. Like, um, you know, but uh, the overall story of, I mean, I've said this before, but, uh, you know, Palpatine... Uh, being such a genius puppet master and everything like that, I think that's wonderful. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for me too, it's it's mostly to do with uh, visual style uh, performances um, that are the issues. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, you know, it was a big new era in uh, starting from 2015 when the new films uh started coming out what uh, what has he been what has your experience been with those like what has what have been the high points or low points for you with those um i would say uh the high point was uh, the first one uh, the force awakens movie uh i really really enjoyed that one i saw it i think mm. five times in the cinema mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and uh I really liked that it was pretty much a ripoff of the New Hope movie. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, uh, it like got you pumped up again. Uh, and then, mm. and I hope that they would take some weird turns and twists along the way, mm -hmm. which they did, but not necessarily in a good way. Mm. Uh, I do like the new trilogy overall, but I think uh, I think that I sh think that they should have done it's like they should have written the manuscript for all three movies at the same time, or like kept the like a thread through the movies because now it seems like they yeah. they wanted different things. Yeah, it just like it's I mean it's like. Whoa, slow down there, cowboy. Like, but it just seems so obvious. Yeah. Um, why would you not do that? And I, I you know, n all of us looking in from the outside will never know the entire story. But Bob Iger himself in his book um, basically owned up to the time pressure that was put on the making of those films. He kind of uh, took responsibility for that. Yeah. And I know that even a company as big as Disney can't throw $4 billion on the table and then say like, all right, well, uh, take your time. Just make sure it's good. Like they, they kind of need to start making that money back as soon as possible. Yeah. So I, I, I understand that there's reality to deal with. Um, but looking back now, especially when, you know, when you're watching the Mandalorian, um, everything seems so thought out. Yeah. Um, uh, there, none of the the characters are all flowing from kind of point to point in a very like uh, understandable and logical way, and each like thread is is built upon you know episode to episode. Um, yeah. So it feels a little bit like, yeah, that's yeah. And they have. Uh, I really like that they have in the beginning of each episode. They have the mm. uh, the callback uh, sequence when they mm. uh, accentuate the 
the the most important parts from the story so far so mm. it it connects with the episode that you're going to watch mm. yes i mean but uh, speaking about the 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 sequel trilogy for me i just you know from the return of like likable characters and with you know yeah. good acting yeah um <laughs> A, a visual, a visual style that looks like Star Wars. Um, you know, the return of a sense of humor. You know, like I think it was such a turn in the right direction. Um, and I love, like, I love the standalones, Rogue One and Solo, and I love the new trilogy. Now, in retrospect, you kind of look at that and go, "Oh man, if they had just like taken a deep breath." picked one person to oversee the the the, the storyline at least you don't you didn't have to have the same director on every film but at least someone to kind of oversee everything then uh, a lot of these <laughs> a lot of the, the problems would have been avoided because i think like everyone likes the look of those films and no one no one has no one thinks like oh this 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 actor was horrible or anything it's not that kind of those aren't the problems so um but to me it's a big step in the right direction at least yeah uh it is uh definitely and uh i like the characters even uh, the newer ones uh i yeah. i do like the new new sh like enemy ships and like the, mm. all those characters are good even though like the knights of ren had pretty much no purpose yeah. at all uh and <sighs> and <laughs> snoke got killed like right away in the second movie uh that that was uh i like that plot twist yeah. though uh, i actually love that that's actually I, I, one of my favorite moments in the trilogy <laughs> that that's the best part of, of the second movie i think yeah I totally agree. When people go like, oh, why did they just blah, blah, blah? I'm like, he was pretty much like a cookie cutter, like big bad guy. I don't think he was particularly fascinating. And no. the fact that you just like poke the entire audience in the eye and go like, and now he's dead. Like, I think that's like, that was an incredible moment in the cinema. I just remember being like, like jaw on the floor. You know, like, yeah. What? Me, me too. Mm. I, like fr from that movie, I think the the opening sequence uh, mm -hmm. with the with the bombing and the the dreadnoughts that the, yep. they take they took out, and also mm. um, the moment where uh, Kylo Ren kills Snoke. Yep, I think those are the two highlights of that movie. I mean, I'm really glad you brought up the opening because I don't think it gets enough credit. I just think it's one of the most, it's almost like a, a film, standalone film, <laughs> like just the way that it, the setup is there and you're introduced to these characters and they have like a mini arc within that opening in a way. And um, I just love, uh, you know, Paige Tico, the, the you know, uh, Rose Tico's sister who, you know, manages to drop the bombs in time. Her, that little story of her is like really t like um, touching. And I love like Poe's run on that dreadnought is some of the most exciting like space combat 
stuff in the whole saga, I think. Uh, I just, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's one of the strongest openings to any of the Star Wars movies, actually. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And I, I think it's also how they, like, animated everything and how they made, like, uh, um, like you, you get the feeling that he's going really fast with the X-Wing mm. and, and, like, it's the, the effects are so nice in that opening sequence. I really, really like that. Uh, so th 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 when I saw that in the cinemas, I was really, mm. really excited. I was like, "This is going to be good." Yeah, me it, too. <laughs> it really, it didn't turn out as good as I thought. But uh, mm. yeah, it's like it's so Star Wars. Which, which as so like for me too like with the last jedi it contains some of my absolute favorite moments in the saga but yeah. it also contains my least favorite stuff at least from the new films um so it's a, it, it is a bit of a mixed bag so which aspects of the last jedi don't work for you uh i would say luke skywalker is one of the uh, low points of that movie and how he has evolved and you know since since i i read like the legends books about thrawn uh yeah maybe like 15 years ago or something so i don't really remember mm -hmm. all of that stuff but yeah mm -hmm. i remember that luke was way more powerful and he was uh really really cool in that those books and i would have wanted him to be more like that i think Maybe not that overpowered yeah. that he is in the in the legend story, but at least a bit more true to his own word and not the grumpy old man on, on on an island. Yeah, I have to say, like I've I have come to appreciate that part of his story now. Um, after you know. Uh, kind of watching the film a lot of times and thinking about it a lot. Um, I think the fact that at the end of Return of the Jedi, he throws his lightsaber down and says, like, I'm not going to fight you, you know, and he kind of chooses peace. And then for him in this film to, to basically win the day through nonviolence again um, is, like, the most Jedi thing we've ever seen almost you know um but having said that uh i i just remember walking out of the cinema like i was ex super buzzed and like super excited by all the amazing stuff in the film but i was really sad like just like that's that's not my luke <laughs> you no. know i i've loved this this guy for 40 years or something and um and i just feel like if you if you wanted to have that um if you wanted to have Luke in that uh, kind of uh, situation and uh, in that going through this kind of part of his life, if you had to kind of turn the character around, you know, in somewhere in the middle of the film uh, so that you could again, enjoy having Luke back a little longer in the end, uh, I think people would have accepted it and it would have felt better for all of us. But uh, the fact that, He's cranky for the entire film, except for the last 10 minutes, and then he's gone. You go, I think they, they could have saved, they could have sold it to people a bit better yeah. if they had uh, caused him to kind of come around uh, earlier. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. It would have been a more of a crowd-pleasing moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think uh, I would have would have liked to see him perform some more Jedi magic uh, mm. because he would. He should have been really, really powerful at that moment, and I would have. Mm -hmm would want to see some of that stuff. Mm. Uh, yes. But yeah, got to see him like astral projecting. That yeah. was what we got. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, and I, oh, I, ha I have a positive and a negative. The positive is when they, do, when they reveal what's actually happening with that shot of him meditating on Akto, that's an amazing cinema moment. I loved that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very uh, positive about this, the new, um, the new uh, era of films. Um, but, so it hurts me to say this, but when he did die, I actually have a clear memory of sitting in the cinema going, oh my God, Luke Skywalker just died and I'm not, I don't really feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that, like, so, like in The Force Awakens, Han's death scene, I think, oh, it just, even, you know, now, five years later, when I've seen the film countless times, yeah. gets me every time. I just think it's so effective and um, such an, like, everything from the cinematography to the, like, will he, won't he thing with Kylo, like, is he, is he turning? Is he, what's, what's he going to do, you know? Um, and then the kind of tragedy of Han, you know, fi finally reaching out and um, suffering the consequences in a way. So I love that. And I, I, I just, I really has a big emotional impact on me. And, um, but I felt pretty shocked in a way that I was watching the, the end of Luke Skywalker and not, not having a similar experience, I guess. Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, I didn't really feel that that moment uh, it was uh, quite sad actually mm. but I, uh, uh, I I think I when Leia died uh, in the mm. third movie I, then I, I had some feelings about it it really felt yep. terrible <laughs> but yeah yes. when Luke died it didn't feel anything at all like it, it like was that I think they should have like portrayed him a bit better, and then killed him off. So it would have like you would have you could have felt something that he was. Yes. Yeah, I it felt um, like he came back and he, you know, he became Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight again in the end. Um, but you didn't get that. That likable side of him, or that um, kind of uh, fun side of him. I think if you're right. If you had brought him back from that mental state of uh, had him do this amazing thing to save people, and then had some kind of something a bit fun or like uh, really uh, like um, I don't know what the right word is, but something yeah, where you feel like ah, he's back and you see that smile on his face and and then he gets killed then i think yeah he would have i just remember in that shot like 
as he's climbing back up the rock, and then he sat down, and then I, I, I don't, at least I didn't realize that he was dying in that moment. I just thought he was very tired. <laughs> so yeah. when he disappeared, I was like, ah, like yeah. it didn't really set it up for me. You know, maybe I'm, uh, maybe everyone else was like, oh, but this, this is what's going on. But I didn't even actually understand that that was what was happening. No, me neither. It was also uh, a pretty, I think, astral projecting to another world. Uh, mm. It's it's a pretty lousy stunt to to drain all your powers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I would have wanted something else, like him like blowing up an entire fleet of star destroyers or something like that. But mm -hmm. no, <laughs> it was. Uh, Great. So, um, uh, yeah, but I, uh, like you, I feel like um, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag, but uh, basically it's been a great time over the last five years of playing the game, um, which leads us into the new new material. Um, how's your experience with the Mandalorian? Um, I think I, w I was really... Uh, I was a bit cautious in the beginning. Uh, I didn't really know where it was going. Um, I I I did love the the child character, mm. uh, but it took a couple of episodes before I really really fell deep into that one, and I I was really I really enjoy it. I. Uh, I love that series, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think after like after a few episodes, I I got really into it uh, because I I was I was really afraid that it was gonna be shit. <laughs> so of course, it's like um, this is the first one, the first live action Star Wars TV series. So uh, none of us knew exactly what to expect. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, do you have any particular like favorite episodes so far? Yeah, the Ahsoka Tano episode of uh, the Jedi. It's called. Uh, yeah. From from season two. Mm -hmm. uh, that one was really really good, and mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, yeah, a lot of of the episode I, I think the the last episode from from the first season mm -hmm. when uh especially when moff gideon drew the the dark saber mm -hmm. i was really i was really excited about that uh yes and all because i knew what was gonna happen at that point mm -hmm. like uh <laughs> yep. i was like okay now now some some characters from from the extended universe is gonna show up in this show. That was mm -hmm. what I thought. Like, uh, right. maybe maybe Bo Katan or mm. someone else. Um, yeah, I feel like the balance that they've struck between introducing new characters and new scenarios, and like re kind of connecting it and reintroducing. And uh, things to like uh, things that we are familiar with. I think the the balance has been really good. Yeah. Um. 
you know, I, I, I know there are some people who feel like a, a bit like, oh, why are you bringing in these um, established characters? Like, it was fine. Like, we like the new the new characters. What do you need these uh, these uh, old characters for? Um, but I really, it really, I really get the impression that um, that is going to be how it goes uh, going forward. Is that there's going to be um, kind of connective tissue running between all the movies and all the shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're really going to have any TV sh series that is just like totally insular yeah. uh, and not connected to any of the characters that we already know and love. So um, Yeah, that, that, but would, I, I, that mm. would be a bit weird because it wouldn't really mm. connect it to the to the Star Wars universe. It, it, right. Then it could be anything like... Uh, yeah. But yeah, I um, I also loved that episode with uh, um, with Boba Fett when he returns. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jeez, that was bonkers. That was yeah. just one of those like, yeah. I, I think that like when when you're watching the first series. Um, you would get like one or two of those moments through the entire series kind of, but that, like those two episodes, the Jedi and then um, the tragedy where Bobby, Boba Fett returns. It was just yeah. like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it was yeah. just hit after hit. It was those two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like back to back were nuts. Yeah, and it actually led into... Like today's episode, uh, mm. I wasn't really as amazed by that one as the previous two ones, but I, it's you can understand why because it's mm. <laughs> it's pretty hard to follow up those two episodes. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. uh, but it, yeah, I I did did like the 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 last episode as well. Uh -huh. So let's talk about that. Um, yeah. I've only watched it once, um, but like, yeah, just the same as you. It was um, not the total sugar rush of the of the last two episodes. Um, this felt a bit more like a quote-unquote normal <laughs> episode in a way, uh, but still uh, very cool and a lot of cool moments and a lot of cool details. I would say. Yeah, uh, I. Uh... I did uh, as as we discussed on on the messenger before uh, mm. his softening up with the use of his helmet. Uh, mm. I was really amazed by that. Actually, when he removed his helmet uh, and showed his face, he mm -hmm. he must really love uh, Grogu uh, to do to do such a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that's it is exactly what you said. I think that's definitely the the message that they're sending with that. And um as you like you said, I really felt like yeah, he's not gonna get that helmet off until maybe the last episode of this season or sometime next season perhaps. Yeah. But uh cool to see. Yeah, pretty much the whole episode feels like it's uh 
he was like only about that thing that he's gonna mm. remove his helmet, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is nice though. I it's it's <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird to have uh, such an actor playing the <laughs> the lead role without him even showing his face, like. <laughs> I know he's yes. like one of the most like he's such a like a cool and like charismatic uh, performer, and then you don't even see him for almost at all. Yeah, <laughs> he's almost he's, he's not even in the costume most of the time. Right, right. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's really really funny. But he, the, I I really really like the ending of, of the episode when he mm. sends the message to Moff Gideon and says the exact mm. same thing to him as, mm -hmm. as Moff Gideon said before. Uh, yep. Really like that. Mm, that was cool. What did you think of uh, Boba Fett's new paint job? Yeah, he looked brand new again. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of the slave one. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. Uh, he he's even like better looking, or better, better. Uh, he's better looking than he was in the original trilogy. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was more rough. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I kind of I really loved how banged up the armor was um, in the earlier episodes. So I was a little bit like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to miss that uh, extremely used universe look. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it certainly makes a bit of sense. And um, I have to say, I really like how they've incorporated the robes that he was wearing into this, uh, this version of yeah. Boba Fett. I think it's kind of nice. Like, for sure, like, you know, me, who's not a brilliant storyteller, would have just gone like, "Well, of course, once you get, once he gets the armor on, he has to look how he looked in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi." Because, yeah, that's why why bring him back unless you're gonna give him, you know, make him what everyone loves, you know. But in a way, like making him look a bit different, it helps you see him as a real person, a real character, instead of just like a kind of caricature that he's frozen in time forever. Yeah, I was really, really worried about the return of Boba Fett, but uh, I think uh, I accepted it. So I, I really, I really like the new version of Boba Fett because he he's like really, really tough, and he's yeah. uh, like a badass, uh, yeah. and and he's still mysterious even though he shows his face, like uh, mm. so. I, I guess I uh, I surrender to that that one. I think like I mean I I would say like The Empire Strikes Back is the original trilogy film like least negatively impacted by the special edition changes. Um, I actually love the the addition of bumper shots and stuff, but I don't. I, I was always like with like Kenny Morrison's voice in. Voice and actually now having him being Boba Fett for real, it actually like now I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't replace James Earl Jones' voice with uh, Hayden Christensen's voice, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh boy. 
did you like uh, did you like what we saw of uh, Bill Burr's character Mayfield? In yeah, I like that character. Uh, I didn't really get a sense of that character in the previous episode he was in. Mm. Uh, but now I, I I think you saw him cracking up a bit, uh, like mm. uh, he was. Uh, he you you could see that he had some uh, issues with his past, and he he wanted to redeem redeem himself. Mm. Yeah, uh, that was like a nice surprise, I think, because he's he's portrayed as a hundred percent like dickhead basically in chapter six and um it was really cool to kind of see someone who came from within the the empire um kind of uh you know great not being comfortable with the way the empire does things or did things um so that was a cool uh kind of surprise moment when he <laughs> shoots that guy who, I, I don't know the name of that actor but he played Joe, Joe Chill in Batman Begins I really like that actor yeah yeah I, I liked the, the actor too and uh, it's really it was a bit uh, interesting seeing him like uh, getting into Mando's head when he uh, was talking about showing the face and stuff like that yep 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 Mm. But uh, yeah, I, so I think that this isn't one of those episodes that is, are, are going to be like one of the ones that people remember, you know, a, a great deal uh, for years to come. But it was a really like a, a strong episode. I liked. I thought the so this one was directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who did chapters two and six last season. Um, his uh, chapter two was the one with the Jawas, and it's still one of my absolute favorite episodes of the show. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was so like the the balance of like coolness and ridiculousness was so perfect. I thought. Um, uh, uh, so I was yeah, I've been looking forward to seeing what he does in this season and um, th that action sequence between the pirates and the transport with. <laughs> <laughs> the poor man with poor Mando on the roof of that thing. Just, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that the action, like that, was like really well done and um, really exciting and really uh, fun to look at. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's a nice looking episode. Uh, yep. I think most of them are. Yes. It's stepping up all the time because. Uh, yeah. Because of the popularity, I guess uh, it gets more budget and and so on. Yep. Uh, like the first season, it was a bit underwhelming, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think that the new season has been really nice looking. Yes, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I have to say, I was a little bit surprised when people were just like, "Oh my God, it looks like just as good as the movies. It's like movies on TV." And I thought, I mean, this is clearly a top level production for tv like there's almost nothing on tv that is putting this much money on screen in a way um yeah. but i'm sorry it, it doesn't look like the movies <laughs> no because i think 
yeah, yeah. Because mm. the like the three new uh, trilogy movies, they they mm. actually look really, really amazing. I don't know if people have noticed that, but right, like everything is top notch all the time. So, mm -hmm. uh, like the some of the nicest effects I've, I've seen ever in a movie. Like, yeah, I think people just take it for granted now. Like it's. I I almost feel like I want to write to everyone in the um, like everyone from the concept designers to uh, visual effects people and the creature department. I feel like I want to write to each of them individually and just go, thanks for your unbelievable work on those films because um, yeah, they as you said, it's some of the best, and yeah. especially the marriage of practical effects and and digital effects and how seamless it is. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. And also the the use of matte paintings and stuff like that mm. uh, that they uh, brought back and they brought back a lot of techniques from the original mm -hmm. uh, trilogy. And and I, I, me as a nerd, I really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So I I agree that um, I think they have been multiple times in this show where I've gone like ah, this, this like I don't have a problem with the story but this would this would look better with another 400 million dollars behind it but um <laughs> as you said I think the second the second season is like far be visually far beyond the first season and um I think uh, like I saw information that uh, saw the Mandalorian was the most streamed show on any platform in November. Yeah. So it's, it's a mega hit. And um, so I hope that that means juicy budgets for all these shows going forward, because uh, like it or not, this kind of storytelling needs money behind it. You, it's hard to do without, uh, without big budgets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it is, uh, and uh, it's also uh, it's about not tarnishing uh, uh, a brand like Star Wars as well. Yes, like uh, like some of the Marvel series has has done. I I think like the Inhumans uh, series. Uh, not not mm -hmm. not that we're gonna talk about that stuff, uh, but yeah, it, it mm. that's really subpar. Uh, okay. Uh, like actor-wise, uh, character-wise, uh -huh. uh, mm. aesthetically, and everything is really, mm. really poor. And okay. then they have these shows on Netflix, which are really mm. like high-budget shows, like um, mm. Daredevil or Luke Cage. Like, yep. but, but yeah. So I, I hope Star Wars. Are not ain't gonna fall into that uh, mm. trap like the like Marvel has done. Uh, yep. I, I have a bit of a worry because like Marvel and Star Wars are run by the same people. Mm. But I think the good news is when we talk about Marvel is that those subpar TV shows and even the good ones were not produced by Marvel Studios. They were produced by yeah. 
I don't know. I don't even know the details of it. I should look into it a bit better. But um, I think starting from what was it? Six months ago, a year ago, yeah. um, Marvel Studios took over TV production, and that's. Have you have you seen all the the trailers for the upcoming sh coming shows? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I really look forward to those as well. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, I hope they look they're gonna yeah. be be good because like the Wonder Vision and uh, and also uh falcon and uh winter mm. soldier yep. maybe the other way around the winter soldier and the falcon uh, i got it right the first time i believe uh, yeah uh mm. those two series uh, i think they're gonna be because they're connected directly to the movies i guess they right. they have to be good yes exactly i think i mean this is what they're aiming for i think i think they're they're aiming for a totally in interconnected TV cinema universe. Uh, I'm talking about Star Wars and the Marvel, and uh, they need to have it be on a visual par and a story uh, storytelling par and a performance par with uh, everything, so that it all sits together and feels like part of the same story. Yeah. And by doing that, they make it all of it unmissable in a way. You know, like what. I mean, obviously, like, <clears throat> I'm obsessed with Star Wars, so I'm going to see everything. But yeah. when it comes to Marvel, like, like if that Black Widow film was some character that was not Marvel, I would probably not go see it. But I, I'm kind of, like, invested in this big overall story now, and I'm like, well, I have to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't miss yeah, this. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, I'm really, um, I'm a bit surprised that they actually made the Black Widow movie Mm. Uh, when after she is actually dead, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that could have been done better. <laughs> so they could have released it like years ago, and it would have mm -hmm. made more sense. But uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so let's let's get into this. Let's get into the, uh, these huge uh, announcements that we've just had in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, um, it's so much stuff. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in order of. Uh, this article on starwars.com just so we don't get completely confused uh, first off um, first cab off the rank is rogue squadron the, uh, the 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 next star wars film that will be in theaters um, that's the title rogue squadron the director is patty jenkins who directed monster the eileen wonos film and both the recent Wonder Woman films, and uh, it's going to be in a show uh, basically focused on X-wing pilots. Yeah. What do you reckon? I think uh, I'm gonna like that one because I really like Top Gun <laughs> as a movie as yep. well. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I hope it's going to be something like that. I really enjoy all the X-wing uh, scenes mm -hmm. in the movies as well. Yep. And I was really like in that uh, that episode of the Mandalorian where uh, where they got uh, mm. met the the Krykna spiders and uh, yeah. when the, the X wing showed up, I was really excited. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I I thought that was a clear a clear it's not like clear evidence of how much like how they had basically stepped things up for the second season because i thought 
the dog fight at the beginning of chapter five was pretty weak actually um and then that footage of the x-wings pursuing the razor crest was like bam like awesome loved it yeah i loved it too and i and the the x-wing um scenes in the new movies are also great uh yes do 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 we know when this is going to take place in the star wars um timeline i think there 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 has been some debate over that um but it feels like it's probably possibly going to be the new republic era because um the announcement reads like this um the story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary pushing high speed through ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Okay, yeah. So it's not going to be uh the, you know, um rebellion era. I I feel like it's going to be um yeah, like post episode 9, I guess. So it's going to be the X-wings with the split engines. Uh I guess. So it's uh I I actually like the the previous ones more, but uh, mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, it, that is, isn't the biggest deal. <laughs> yeah. It's not a deal breaker, at least. No. Can I ask you, have you seen um, a, a an edit that someone put up on YouTube of all the X-Wing footage from all the films up to now to the soundtrack of Danger Zone from Top Gun? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I need to see this. <laughs> Dude, it's one of the most... Oh, it's so enjoyable. Like, it's, and I, I, I've watched that thing multiple times, and every time I'm just like, "Can we just get this? Can, yeah. we just, can this be a movie? I just want two hours of this." And yeah. now they're doing it. I'm, uh, I, I think it's such a good idea. But yeah, I, I am really excited about this movie. I, since learning about it last night, uh, mm. I think. Uh, I, I think this is one of the highlights of, of the new new stuff that's going to be released. Yes. yes. But let's see how think, it turns out, though. Sure, sure. I mean, I think there's a bunch of stuff in its favor. I like that. Um, like, I, 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 I tend to shy away from uh, the kind of um, hero worship of people of the military and stuff. Uh, just because I just like, you know, the goal of humanity is to not have to have a military anymore and any ever again, or you know. But the fact that her father was a fighter pilot um, and died uh, in that role as a fighter pilot, I, it it adds a really personal touch to this topic for her. I think. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I think it's nice that it's. Um, there is a certain heaviness of an, and expectation when you're dealing with the epic battle of good and evil and Jedi and Sith and everything. So I think to make this is a quite fresh and simple in a way. Um, they, that it won't be such a minefield to set these characters up and then have fun with them. 
the, the way it was for the, the people making the sequel trilogy where you had, you know, so much backstory and these huge legacy characters that you had to um, try to do your best with. Yeah. So I think this is, uh, this is going to be really exciting. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, also like the glorifying military is, um, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really my thing, but uh, I can, I can uh, like, Let's see what they make of this. Uh, mm. It must have like, since like, it's in Star Wars. Generally, it, it seems like every every everyone is say, like fighting for their lives all the time, mm. and yep. against their own will as well. Mm -hmm. so, so there's like yep. nobody's really in there to kill people or to mm. like do to do uh, anything but good stuff so yeah yeah but this is um yeah i'm really looking forward to it and it's just nice to have some concrete information for what's coming uh, to the cinema we, you know think since it's like they have the release date the end of uh, you know christmas around christmas time 2023 they have the title they have the director um i think it's nice yeah. Um, something that doesn't have a title or anything is the Taika Waititi film. Um, that is still in development, but I guess, you know, I, at least I assumed that was going to be the first film, the first next film that we would get, but uh, clearly uh, Rogue Squadron will be first and then whatever Taika is working on will come after that. Yeah, I really, really love what he did to Thor. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Uh, mm -hmm. It's yeah. it will be humor without uh, like the battle droids. So the first, first like the the one episode one to three, like the the worst uh, adversaries ever, as I oh. call them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, hate I actually, I, I hate them too. Like, I actually still can't believe that. that like, I, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. When I see them on screen, I'm like, hang on. You had stormtroopers <laughs> in the first first trilogy. The like icons. There's an entire like like uh, worldwide costuming organization where most of them dress up as that that particular soldier. Yeah, and you. Your next, your next attempt is, is this. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Still not okay with battle droids. <laughs> it also seems like a um, a way to, for for them to dehumanize uh, yeah. the adversary. So it's not a lot of killing, and like they they need something like stormtroopers. They never show their their yeah. face, and like they. Mm -hmm. um, so that you don't get a, get a feeling for them, like you don't see them as people or yeah. human beings. Yeah. I, I guess that's. But they could have like made monsters instead or something. Uh, anything yeah. would have been better than than that. Mm -hmm. Or cool droids would be be better than. So he's he's a he, okay. What do you think about this? Because I've I've thought about I have thought about this a lot to be honest. 
Um, Because I just, I actually felt like, do I just hate the concept of a droid army? Maybe I just don't like that idea. But I thought I had an idea. You you know, um, I think the droid's name is EV-99 in um, Jabba's palace when uh, C-3PO and R2 are taken down to the dungeon, basically, to get assigned jobs. And he's like... um, you're a feisty little one. Little blah, blah, blah. You know that droid that, that I'm talking about? Yeah, the one with the light eyes. Like eyes. The, yeah, yeah, really thin arms. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have thought, like, what if that what if that was a repurposed battle droid and the droid army was made up of those guys? Because I feel like design-wise, it sits in with the Star Wars aesthetic where I, like, I just don't like the design of the battle droids at all. No. So I think design-wise, it works. And it's still a funny character. Because he's like very sarcastic, but it's also pretty menacing. Yeah, yeah. Like I I would like them to look a bit evil at least. Yeah, they look like they look like the the droid version of uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yes, and and I don't. (laughs) I don't need to say what I think about Jar Jar Binks. I think I I, just. like I, I quite enjoy him in in the in the Clone Wars TV series. I think he's actually kind of fun in those episodes. But he was just so, yeah, so ineffectual in the films. And I just think like the whole Gungan, the look of Gungans, and they're they're quite like the bubble bubble city under the water or whatever. But just their aesthetic. These I yeah. I feel like this doesn't this doesn't look like Star Wars to me at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. It, it it's not Star Wars, and it's also a lot of CGI, and like they could have done those characters with with costumes or whatever. Um, it's uh, yeah, I don't I don't like like them that much. But yeah, as you said, the Clone Wars series actually saves a lot of the yep. the bad mistakes from the first. Three uh, or first three, the the second trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, yeah, I, I think I, I enjoyed that series. I, I uh, there's a lot of maybe not the first two seasons, but after that, I think it's really good. Actually, mm-hmm. yep, it's really good, and I think when I mean, I've said this before, but. Um... Uh, I'm rewatching them and watching them on a big TV, and you know they're streamed in 4K on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think I I always thought it was a good-looking show, but man, is it a good-looking show actually? Yeah, <laughs> especially it's... as you said, from you know, say the third season onwards, it gets it's inc- the scope and the detail is incredible. I think uh, I think it's way better looking than the rebels uh, actually oh, yeah. because yes. rebels they have kind of made everything more comical and uh, mm-hmm. uh, especially the human beings they don't really look like human beings anymore mm-hmm. and like everything is a bit exaggerated and like mm-hmm. caricature like yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah but i i, I really think Clone Wars is uh, the prime of the animated Star Wars universe. So if since we're talking about animation, let's uh, let's jump down the list a little bit and talk about the Bad Batch. 
Um, have you seen the the trailer for that? Yeah, and I also uh, seen the episodes where they yeah where they uh, are in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I'm not too convinced uh, about mm. this, and I don't really think there's a need for more more clone stuff. <laughs> You mean three films and seven entire series of cartoons is not enough? <laughs> well, two movies, I should say. I guess yeah, like 150 one episodes of Clones yeah, and then also yeah. in Rebels. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. the Clones turn up there as well. That's true. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not too too keen on that that stuff, but... Mm. Uh, I'm I'm ready to be convinced if if it's good. Mm. I would say like I had the same reaction that you did. Like when the announcement came out, I was like, "What? Like of everything that you could choose, you picked this very kind of paint by numbers cliche bunch of." Do you know what I mean? Like, you got, yeah. oh, you got like the smart leader, you got the tough guy, you got the sharpshooter, you got the tech person. Guy. It, <laughs> it just feels a bit like, yeah. Like, if you gave, like, if you asked a 12 year old to design a TV show, this is what he would have come up with. And as you said, also, it's like, love your D. Bradley Baker or whatever his name is. Yeah. But do I have to hear his New Zealand accent for another? multiple seasons of uh, animated Star Wars. Um, but having said that, um, I think the time period means that we could potentially get some really interesting stuff. Like they're, they're, they're it's, I guess it kicks off around uh, when Order 66 happens. So you get the entire like beginning of the Empire, which is a pretty exciting time period to be uh, set in. Is it, uh, that's cool. Is this going to uh, intertwine with the uh, with New Hope? Or Rogue One, maybe? Who knows? It's, uh, it, the possibilities. I mean, we already saw Tarkin in the, in the um, trailer. So you know that there's some yeah. fun stuff coming up there. And I think that, you know, obviously the look of Rebels was partly due to the massive reduction in budget um, compared to the Clone Wars series. Yeah. And looking at the trailer for The Bad Batch, it looks like Lucasfilm has realized what they have to do to connect with people because, you know, the um, those 12 episodes, you know, the final season of The Clone Wars were massive. Like, people loved them, especially the last four, obviously. Um, and they, they've, I think they, they are of course aware that the, like the Clone Wars has a huge, really passionate fan base and Rebels less so. So, uh, maybe they've realized like, okay, we just, we just have to put the money into it. We have to, we have to make it look this yeah. good. Um, and that's, what's going to make, make it attractive to people. But, uh, yeah, so same as you, I was not super pumped about the concept, but uh, I am more into the idea now than I was. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway, and I think I, I pro- probably will enjoy it as well. Uh, yeah. And I, it, it's, it's like a continuation of the Clone Wars. So yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess exactly. it's. Uh, I guess they. They wanted to reintroduce that, that one, and they chose this story arc of the Clone yes. Wars. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, but but it it will probably turn out good, uh, mm-hmm. um, even though, the, the like a base concept is not too exciting. Exactly, I agree. But the the, uh, the Clone Wars uh, wasn't very exciting, either when I, mm-hmm. start when I found out about that series, <laughs> I was like, oh, are they gonna make a like an animated show about the, the like the worst movies of <laughs> of Star Wars, but yeah, it, it, it was a kind of a redemption. So mm. I agree. Um, now let's jump into the the total embarrassment of riches regarding the uh, the announcement of live action TV shows. So. Uh, let's start with shows that we already knew were coming. Yeah. Um, turns out the Kenobi series, the, the, the full title is Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is kind of a surprise. I thought they would just go with Kenobi. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are your feelings about that and, uh, uh, entire concept? <laughs> I feel it because Hayden uh, Christensen will be a part of it. Uh, <laughs> and I have never really liked Evan McGregor's take on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. Uh, I have, I haven't, I've been okay with it. I haven't really... But yeah, it's, it's, he's okay. I, I, I've grown to, to like him uh, mm. as Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> but, yeah. but not really... Hayden Christensen is pretty much the worst part of Star Wars. Uh, there's, a, there's a reason you and I get along, Afe. Yeah. It's actually, for me too, it is the single worst thing in all of Star Wars. Like, yeah. t- to me, okay, what, what do you think is the emotional climax of the entire saga? To me, it is the return and, you know, the redemption of Darth Vader, right? Yeah. That is the moment where everything just, bam, right? Yeah. And then you go like, isn't that great that Anakin Skywalker returned? And who was Anakin Skywalker? He was one of the most unlikable, annoying fuckwits in the history. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh god, are you serious? Yeah. Like to me, it, like it borderline ruins Star Wars. Yeah, and yeah, it's way better in Clone Wars series, but but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh, like he looks terrible. He yep. he is. Like he's an annoying child in the beginning, mm-hmm. and he he becomes an even more annoying adult, and he yes. like you never grow a liking for him at all, and no. uh, and also all the moments when like when he becomes Darth Vader and he screams no, and like mm. it's a cr- cringe-worthy moments. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and then he gets turned so lightly, like yeah, like he, he he, it's like you can save Padme if you mm-hmm. turn to the dark side, and he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. I was I was probably gonna do it anyway, so yeah, let's let's just do it now. 
I would have wanted to see like a build up when when you can yeah. see that he's like a great a great yeah. character, but he's also uh, like turning evil over time. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. More than just killing sand people. Yeah, exactly. Can I ask you, how familiar are you with the first Godfather movie? Oh, it was so long ago. Uh, I don't even okay. remember, really. I, so I just think that the progression of uh, Michael Corleone in that film from being like a good guy, a, a, a caring partner to his... Uh, to his I don't think that I don't know if they're married at that time, but you know he's he's uh, returned from war as a as a war hero. You know he doesn't want to be part of the family business, and then slowly you see piece by piece where his ability to keep himself separate from all that is just getting chipped away and chipped away and chipped away until you get to that last shot of the movie where you know that holy shit, this guy is capable of of killing now and he's shutting like his wife out yeah. of this this life that he's leading and i just think like that's exactly how it should have been yeah i, I, I think agree. it's imp- like it's it's okay to have a little bit of that he was manipulated by palpatine i think that's fine but for the redemption to have meaning that character needs to have made a big mistake and like in a situation where he should have known better but to just say like it wasn't really his fault he just got tricked and you go like well then he doesn't need to be redeemed he just got tricked he was unlucky (laughs) so i think that you have to see the greed yeah you have to see this like disregard for the suffering of others in, in in some way and you have to see him turn his back on people who love him and who he loves yeah and choose the system and choose the power you know because that's what he turns his back on in in return of the jedi and um so i just think that that entire the entire turn of the character was totally mishandled yeah i think that's uh that's a thing that they made uh, better with uh, the Ezra bridger character even though Ezra mm. bridger is also a bit unlikable mm. uh you can see how he 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 like he touches the dark side in in certain mm. ways, and he mm. he wants to save everyone. So he 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 brings in the dark forces like uh, to to do good, but then it mm. starts consuming him. Like uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that would be way better than the way they handled it. Uh, mm. And I, that's what I wanted to see. Like he, like yes. tampering with uh, with powers that he can't really mm-hmm. uh, handle. Like uh, yes. that, that would be a good way to turn him, like yep. gradually into Darth Vader. I think that's a great, great idea. Like he's basically he's involved in a war and. He's tempted to delve deeper and deeper into this dark stuff because he's got a war to win, you know, um, and he he has to do what he can, do what he has to do to win that war. And if that means playing with the dark side stuff, then he's going to do it. Um, yeah, that's like, cool. 
like when when all the Jedi starts dying and they, mm-hmm. they lose power, he should have like, yeah, I need to become stronger. I need to mm. to prevent this and like yeah. build it up in that way. Uh, so yeah. he he would like get consumed by his powers and then mm. then turn evil. That would be yeah. something I would mm. want to see. But yeah, they uh, they they shows another direction. <laughs> yeah, shall we say. All right, nice. Uh, I I'm with you that I think the the Kenobi show has great potential, but um, like I basically have decided not to have the that version of Anakin in my head canon at all. Like I just yeah. I just don't want it. And so to have him that now coming back is a little bit like okay, but you never know. Could it could be awesome. I I really like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. I think it's uh, we, I've said this before on the show, but I think people's affection for him as Obi Wan Kenobi is almost entirely based on Episode Three. Yeah, like he's not likable in Episode One. He's cool in that last fight with Maul, yeah. but otherwise he just he he doesn't look. He's, he's got a bad haircut. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't like the Buddhist uh, the like the braids that they have. Yeah. Like, I, no. Terrible. Oh, terrible. I don't like that at all. I would have no. wanted to skip that that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the horrible fake beard in episode two. And it's not particularly like, I mean, the fight with Django is cool, I guess. But again, it's like, okay. And I think he's he's uh, he's got a bit more of the magic in episode three. And I think that's Yeah, what... he's starting to become the Obi-Wan Kenobi that we know from, from the original trilogy. And... Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to see, um, but yeah, yeah, that's why I, I told you that I, he grew on me because he I didn't really like the the portrayal of Obi Wan Kenobi in the first two mm-hmm. two episodes, but mm. but when when I watched the the third one, he he kind of grew on me, and then also I think he he grew on me as well in the in the Clone Wars mm. animated series because it's it's basically uh it is him. <laughs> it is uh Yes, yes. Ewan McGregor in those uh mm. animated shows even though he <laughs> he's played by someone else. Like Yep. Yep, I agree with that for sure. All right, let's go on to the next one, the Ahsoka show. I guess we all expected uh, that announcement at some point. Uh, yeah, what do you say about that one? Yeah, I I really love the Ahsoka character and uh, mm. the, the fact that she's uh, like a breakout Jedi, um, mm. and she she chooses her own path. Mm. And Considering what we know from the Mandalorian, I bet she's gonna go after um, Ezra Bridger and uh, mm-hmm. and also Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, because in, apparently Grand Admiral Thrawn ha- has have escaped the the Purgil. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I almost forgot about those those. Uh... <laughs> Guys, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand why because they're not my favorite characters from a Star Wars no. show. 
this is the thing. Like people are like, oh, Dave Filoni's like the man. He knows Star Wars back backwards, and why don't they give him everything? I'm like, yeah, but he also made like force wielding space whales. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not. He's, he doesn't have a hundred percent hit rate actually. If yeah. you are, you know, looking at things objectively. So yeah, yeah but. Love Dave Filoni. He, he introduced a lot of uh, force-wielding animals in that, in that show, like the, the wolves and the cats and uh, yeah, yeah, and also uh, the Bendu. <laughs> yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, considering what we know, I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the Ahsoka series because, uh, yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn is one of my favorite uh, characters from the Star Wars universe. Cool. Uh, I I w- would like to see him in a better looking version than the Rebels version, though, because I don't really think he looks very good. Mm-hmm. Because all the humanoids in that show looks mm. pretty poor. Right. Uh, Ezra Bridger as well, and <laughs> like everyone looks really ugly, but. But yeah, uh, if I, I would like to see someone really, really like with high stature to play mm. Grand Admiral Thrawn and yes. and maybe bring a bit of uh, redemption to Ezra Bridger as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I think that, uh, I mean, I was a huge fan of Lars Mikkelsen's voice work yeah for that character uh i think he he nailed it um i yeah i i don't think it's a a huge chance that they would pick him to play the live action version but um i guess we'll have to wait and see i hope they try to uh sync the the kind of tone that he had Mm, in in the rebels show with Mm -hmm. Because I really like his calm sense of mm. like strategic planning and, and like no breakouts or like mm-hmm. uh, tantrums. Yes, like I a, like that almost um, that almost like a snake-like sound to his voice. It's great. Yeah, me too. That was a good portrayal. Um, mm. The only thing I didn't like was the the look of of him. In the rebels. Got it. Um, so yeah, I think we can pretty much guarantee that um, her and I guess Sabine might be a part of the show. Yeah, that because Sabine and Ahsoka were went off to look for for him in the end of the mm-hmm. rebels show. Yep. So I guess Sabine would be a part of that. Uh, talking about that, I think for the last episode of Mandalorian, I think Bo-Katan will reappear again. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very likely. Because she's also searching for Moff Gideon to get the Darksaber. Yep. Hmm. I wonder, like, okay... Just an interesting point that I, I didn't really think about much until I was just listening to a podcast before recording. Is it is it not a bit weird that they didn't announce a like a, a starting time for the third season of The Mandalorian? Yeah, that's a bit weird. 
what does that mean? Hmm. Does that mean we're not sure when that's going to happen? Does that mean there is no se season three of The Mandalorian? Maybe there, it's going to be replaced by the, the Rangers of the New Republic. Exactly. Because that and the Ahsoka um, uh, show are both being, you know, overseen by Favreau and Filoni, and they've said that both occur within the Mandalorian uh, kind of time. What do you call it? Time frame. Yeah. So it might might be. Um, they might do it like like Marvel did or netflix and marvel did with the defenders shows mm -hmm. uh, when they released the daredevil luke cage and all those shows and then they, they released a crossover show and then they released a new season of one of the standalone mm. shows so might yep. might they might do it like that way they might yes. release these two series before mm -hmm. they do a new series of the mandalorian exactly i think the fact that um they didn't announce not even a date but they didn't even announce the existence of a season three for the mandalorian um that makes me think that what you just said could be exactly how it's going to work out yeah it seems like they're gonna arch uh all the characters from the second season of, of mandalorian into two different shows like uh... yeah so what what do you expect from um, from from that show with that title rangers of the new republic uh it's, there's been no other details released uh, so it's kind of guesswork at this point but we have the logo and we have the title what do you think it is gonna be um uh, i think we're gonna find out in the last episode of uh, mandalorian actually I think something is gonna. I, I I think maybe Boba Fett and uh, Din Djarin is gonna join the New Republic. Uh, maybe the, them, those two guys are the Rangers of the New Republic. Whoa. I mean, but that's a huge. I mean, a huge question is like they didn't blow the Razor Crest up for nothing. Yeah. Like he. I'm assuming, like, either someone dies or they become besties and fly around in Slave One. Yeah. That seems it likely. It seems likely. Like, uh, it could be that way. Like, uh, maybe Boba Fett dies in the last episode now of Mandalorian, but... Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then Din Djarin takes his uh, Slave One ship, but... Yep. Uh, but if he doesn't, uh, they might might just as well join forces in that new show mm. and serve as the third season of Mandalorian. Right. Well, it's it's so exciting. Like, um, I think even though, like, what however I feel about the prequel trilogy, it was exciting to be getting new Star Wars finally. Uh, when I think you know. At least for me, I never thought I never thought we would get any more Star Wars, um, and so it was exciting. But uh, you know, what, one thing that did affect things a little bit was that you you kind of knew where the characters were going to end up, more or less. 
Um, but this is kind of exciting to to be to have so much going on where you you really have no idea. Yeah, it's cool. Um, ranges like I've heard, you know, of course, some people have said um, that X-wing pilot. Can't remember his name right now, but uh, they call him Blue um, in the show. Um, he offers a position to Cara Dune in the New Republic. <clears throat> Could it be that she she joins up and it's a show based on her? Because there have been rumors that there was going to be a show with her and Bo-Katan as the main characters. Could it be that that X-Wing pilot? Um, yeah. Uh, could it be like those, the adventures of, uh, you know, the people patrolling the Outer Rim? I think at least uh, we have, I think we have seen uh, the main characters of, mm. of that show already in the right. Mandalorian show. Uh, I guess yes. we have. It seems likely um, mm. because it's just like set within the timeline of the Mandalorian. It seems like it's going to be connected right. in some way. Uh, I feel like maybe Cara Dune will be the main character, but uh, since that actress has been speaking a lot of <laughs> she has been quite open-minded about some stuff uh, I I don't know if they dare to go with her as a main character for a new mm. show it just seems like uh, like the planning for all this must have been already underway by the time all that stuff started coming out so they might feel a little bit like Oh, we've we've painted into a corner now. Like we've got a whole show based around her. We and now she's saying all this stuff or behaving as or you know whatever is going online. <clears throat> Maybe don't want really to have her be part of it anymore. But it's too late to change it. Or I'm not a big fan of the character really. Um, just because I don't know. I find her outfit too American football looking or shiny or something and. <laughs> Yeah. I just want I don't I want more used universe always you know yeah, yeah. Um, and I do you know I think that she does has li have limitations as an actress because that's not her background um, but uh, I don't know so she wouldn't be my choice my first choice to lead this show no but, uh, it could could be what happens I think <laughs> I mean the idea of Boba Fett joining up with the Republic. I don't know because he he kind of says in that in that episode of the Mandalorian, I follow no like, one, give yeah. my allegiance to no man or, or no one or something. Yeah, uh, but it would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but but it, but it, it could could be that Mando or Din Djarin, uh yeah. is a part of the Rangers of the New Republic, though. Yeah, that's true. Because he's like softening up, and he he I know mm. this. He feels like he wants to do good. Mm. So, yeah, that, it's not impossible at all, I think. Um, yeah. Boba Fett is more unlikely to join mm. the Rangers of right. the New Republic, though. Uh. But as as you said with Cara Dune, I don't really like her outfit as mm. much. Uh, I, I, think, I think they have, like, uh, 
they want like more shiny characters in this show because they they uh, film it in front of a screen instead of a green screen a blue screen <laughs> so they they want the reflections in the armors and they i know that they they have I've seen some uh, stuff or the the gallery episodes where they mm. talk about that they they want mm. to sh- they're working with the shiny shiny stuff because they're not working in front of green screens so mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're go- going all in on that <laughs> right yep pretty well let's see let's see how it pans out um it's I think it's one of those things that uh yeah, I, hard to say at this point, but uh, we will find out soon enough. It's c- kind of cool. It says uh, with, in the info on StarWars.com, it says um, uh, blah, 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 blah will intersect with future stories and culminate in a climatic, climactic story event. So your thing of like, a, you know, similar to the Marvel shows where you have individual shows that end up with a big team up kind of uh, event at after that i think that's yeah that seems like exactly where it's going yeah it's uh mm. maybe uh mando isn't a part of the rangers or the new republic but they will join forces at a later point that that could be ah, possible possible scenario like like all these like dc shows and the marvel shows mm-hmm. like um the Arrowverse or what they're called mm-hmm like the yep. yeah right, right right i don't like those shows at all though <laughs> this will be better i think yes all right next on the list is a personal favorite of mine um lando yeah <laughs> wow is it gonna be with donald glover okay so this is this is of course a big point they have not announced that uh it's him so, does that mean A, it's not him, B, there's a lot of contra- complicated contract work that has to get finished before they can announce anything, and it, it's him, they just haven't um, got the contracts done yet. C, is it actually going to be Billy D. Williams at 83 <laughs> years old, running around? Or D, it's actually going to be... Uh, for example, Donald Glover for most of it, but Billy D doing voiceover as if he's like telling the story of his life. Or you're gonna like maybe have like a Princess Bride thing where you have like Billy D, you know, like in a cantina somewhere and says saying like, Let me tell you a story and then it cuts to like young Lando or like what it could be any of these things. Or it could be just that like, well, Donald Glover was wasn't available. Billy D's eighty three. We had to cast someone new which would really be my least favorite option yeah that would not be uh, very good uh, I, I think I would like to see Donald Glover return because that would open up more possibilities and take place in a more interesting timeline as well because if yeah. um, uh, because if it was Billy D. Williams it would be uh, probably around the new trilogy, uh, yeah. up to the point where he meets Ray and and Finn, 
for he, yeah. does he meet Finn in the beginning where is he yeah on uh, on Pasana in that transport he meets the whole, uh, yeah, whole yeah. gang there around the pig pig creatures <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember the name of them but <laughs> uh, the Aki Aki I think is what yeah yeah like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think if you're you're playing with fire if you're basing an entire TV show around someone of that age. Like, as much as I love Billy D, like, and I, I mean Billy, and uh, you know, he's not like, he's not at all in any kind of like condition to do any kind of action stuff whatsoever. So um, I think at most he, he would have to be yeah like used as a kind of a narrative device or to bookend the, the stories with a bit of a fun scene or something at most. So I really think it's got to be Donald Glover. Now, some, I saw someone online say like, no, it is Donald Glover. And I was like, oh, really? I haven't heard that announced. And he said, well, Donald Glover has hinted on Twitter that something's going on. So I'm like, okay, that's not a confirmation but it's a good sign <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i hope it's him he he did a good job i think uh, yeah. um even though i haven't seen solo many times uh, as the mm -hmm. other movies uh mm -hmm. i think i only seen it two times once one in the cinema and one mm -hmm. after that so mm -hmm. And I think I need to watch that again. Uh, yeah. Anyone who has heard the podcast will know that it's like become a personal favorite of mine. Like when I first when I saw it the first time, I was like, "Yep, this is good, um, not life changing, but fine." Um, and then I just loved it more and more as uh, the more I watched it. So uh, yeah, I think it's a. Uh, so the person who is going to be running this show is called Justin Simeon, and he was the creator of Dear White People. Um, I feel like I watched a bit of the first episode of that show, but it could have been something else. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Oh. Um, I think... So have you ever seen Donald Glover's show Atlanta? No, but I've seen Community. Okay. So um, I think we, at, for Atlanta, he was the showrunner and the main writer for the show. And it's brilliant, actually. It's such a good show. Um, so I kind of felt like if they're going to do a Lando show, wouldn't yeah. they just give the entire show to him? Go like, okay, you're the, you're the star and you're the showrunner and you're the main writer. Just unleash your genius <laughs> just go for it um so it's a little bit of a surprise actually i think that they haven't just handed the whole thing over to him uh, now that could very well be that it's a big bloody job you know um and yeah. he probably maybe doesn't want to just be in a room by himself <laughs> trying to uh figure it all out and if he and justin simeon know each other already you know maybe they they um they feel like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. And also, like, I mean, as they often say yeah, during the announcement, they said that Justin Simeon is a huge Star Wars fan. So, um, like, I think, like, Favreau, 
a big part of the Mandalorian success is John Favreau, obviously. But I mean, he loves Star Wars, but he's not like a quote unquote Star Wars fan. I don't think like uh, there's one, you, you know, the, the making of series for the Mandalorian, the Disney gallery series. Yeah. Um, there's one scene where Dave Filoni says, yeah, it's going to be a bit like that scene in Empire Strikes Back where like they're walking through Cloud City and C-3PO stumbles upon like a a little a room full of stormtroopers basically and gets blasted into pieces and you see his head roll across the floor. And John Favreau was like, yeah, I, I don't remember that at all actually. <laughs> so he's he's not an obsessive fan. He likes Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. But I think people, you know, they keep going like, yeah, see what happens when you give it to people who really like Star Wars. I'm like, John Favreau does not like Star Wars more than J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson. No. He doesn't. But he's got Dave Filoni there yeah. to go like, does this work? What about this? Like, does, does this fit with everything else? And Dave Filoni's there to be the, the encyclopedia. Yeah. So it's possible, you know, that maybe Donald Glover is like, well, I like Star Wars a lot, but I, I don't know it backwards. Maybe this Justin Simeon guy, he, you know, he knows stuff uh, in in the way that you need to to be able to make it fit with everything else yeah exactly like uh, john favreau did a great job with the iron man movies as mm. well but i think uh, I, I, he he seems like more of a storyteller yeah and uh has more of a i don't think he is the the star wars nerd that that right. dave baloney apparently is like Right. Uh, seems like he he's more there to make sure that the, the like the the dialogue and everything is is on point. Yes, and it's such a convoluted universe with so many connections to everything. I think if you don't, if you haven't been quote unquote living the Star Wars life for years, you have no chance to you know. Even if you start trying to catch up now, like it's going to be hard. So uh, I think each of these shows needs someone who is a bit, you know, has a certain percentage nerd, yeah, nerd in them. Mm. All right, that leads us to this. This is a big one. I'm actually super excited about this one. Uh, Andor, the Cassian Andor series. Yeah. Uh, now that one was announced ages ago and actually seemed to, from at least from the outside to be in danger of getting shut down at one point but um they are already a few weeks into shooting now and uh, we finally have the official title which is great what do you think but is this gonna be a film nope this is also a, a, a i believe it's gonna be 12 episodes on disney plus okay because it was it's only says it's intense nail-biting spy thriller Mm. So I, I, yeah, but it's gonna be a, a show. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but but I I really look forward to that, and I, mm. um, uh, I really liked the Rogue One film. So yep. I think this could be really good, and it was a pretty pretty nice um, lineup of, uh, of actors as well. Mm. It's gonna be for real. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this one, yes. um, because uh, the Rogue One it led right up into the A New Hope. 
film. Mm -hmm. But you, you, you don't really know what happened to all those characters afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because you don't see them anymore <laughs> after, mm -hmm. after that. So I would like to see what happens with all of those characters taking place, I guess, at the same time as A New Hope and maybe Empire Strikes Back. I think this is going to purely be like prequel to okay, World yeah. One. So, yeah. yeah, like a backstory kind of thing. Exactly. Yep. Then it, um, then I... it probably takes place in, in the same time as the, the Clone Wars, kind of, uh, or the end of, of that, the first trilogy, like the, the, or the second trilogy is. Like the, I mean, the prequel trilogy. So I think, like, like, let's say that there is basically a 20, 20 year gap between the end of Re Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope. Okay, yeah. So, okay. and Rogue One is right on that, that uh, the same point as A New Hope. So I think it's basically set within maybe five years or something of A New Hope. So aesthetically, it's going to be original trilogy looking or. New Hope looking. Uh, yes, th that means that uh, he could might as well meet characters from the Rebels show. Oh, it, I didn't think of that. But yeah, it's possible. Because that takes place around that time. Uh, yeah, that's true. So that means that Grand Admiral Thrawn could also make an appearance. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, yeah, you're right. You are right. He could make an appearance. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm super happy they they've already announced Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. I think like she's like that's one of the the best recastings uh, Star Wars has done. She's just is a perfect choice, um, and I loved her in Rogue One. So it's going to be uh, great to have her. I just think the whole concept is cool. Like, spies have been mentioned from the beginning um, in Star Wars, and to see a spy thriller in that time frame, I think is going to be that era of the Star Wars story uh, uh, saga. It's going to be super cool. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, as we say in English, <coughs> can you say yeah. it for me in proper Swedish? What did you say? Sco Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. <laughs> the very same. He's in it. That's cool. Um, I mean, you, we could see Tarkin. We could see Vader. We could see the Emperor. Yeah. They're all around at this time. Um, so that, that would be nice. Uh, I, I would really... I guess if it leads up to uh, Rogue One, it's... Uh, Will probably have something to do with like uh, uh, discovering intel about what the empire is up to, exactly. Uh, like the Death yep. Star, like. Mm. But they couldn't. It couldn't be that because it's that's the pretty much the plot of Rogue One. But <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, I think yeah. So I'm super optimistic about that one. Um, I'm also very optimistic about the Acolyte. Yeah. Um, Leslie Headland, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Her show, Russian Doll, was a kick-ass 
TV show. I loved it. Um, I think she's uh, an extremely clever storyteller. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting that this is set at the end of the High Republic era, which is about to be launched in published form, so in novels and comics. Uh, so we don't know a whole lot about that era. This, um, this but would be like way before uh, any of the movies. I think it's around 200 years before is what they've said. I've been looking forward to seeing um, Star Wars stuff from that time period. Like mm. the real, when like the, before everything mm -hmm. turned to shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, that yes. would be really, really enjoyable. I am really looking forward to this. Uh, I've only seen it in video games, like to kind of. Mm, yep. Yes, I feel I, I'm a, I'm a little bit apprehensive in some ways because when I see the High Republic, like the covers for the novels and the the concept art for the characters and stuff. To me, like the Jedi, I like the the, the bad guys uh, that they have shown look great. I love them; they look really good. But the Jedi look very shiny, and it's all kind of like flowing white robes with gold uh, gold <laughs> fringing and stuff. And it just feels like that it's that prequel look again that I don't like. But um, but I think they could could do it in a better sense than the, mm. than the prequel trilogy style mm. uh, but I really I do like if it I would like it if they made it really really like religious like it looked really really like uh, Catholic church like in Rome oh like the, the Vatican that would be nice to see Oh, that is such a cool idea. I would never have thought of that. I really like that idea. Like, like where the kind of interactions between them is even quite ritualized. Yeah, that would be really nice to see. Like, when it was all very, very fundamentalistic and uh, yeah. they hadn't been tested in the same way. Yeah. Mm. And also... Um, see, I would like to see the Mandalorians, like the the old school Mandalorians with the really big helmets and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. that you see some hints in the um, in different publications and stuff. Like uh, mm -hmm. when you see when you, whenever you see like people looking back at the Mandalorians, the Mandalorians. It's probably going to be the Jedi's uh, enemies, uh, I guess, in this. I mean, they were, yeah. And I'm, I actually ha am a bit unclear whether that was happening during the High Republic or if, or if that was during the Old Republic, which is like... Yeah. Is that even defined? Is it 2,000 years before? 1,000 years before? I don't even know. Um. But uh, it, uh, the description is that it is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets 
and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. That is, that sounds fun. Shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. Now, the Jedi have not seen the Sith yeah. yet it, by this point, because um, they say in episode one, the, the Sith haven't been seen in a thousand years. Yeah. So who could this be or what could this be? Yeah. It could it could be the like the Mandalorian wars that they're talking. Mm. So that could, would be could it be related to Darth Plagueis or is this it's it's this too the rule too of early for it to be Darth Plagueis. Yeah, it could it could be but I, I guess I don't know how in the timeline when Darth Plague is, is placed really. It, it should be um, because Darth Plagueis was he was killed by Palpatine, right? Yes. So it could be Darth Bane. Yeah, right. That's a big possibility, I think. Yeah, you see him briefly in the like the second to last season of Clone Wars, I, I think. Voiced by Mark Hamill, no less. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Bring him, yeah. Give, give, uh, give our favorite dude a, a bit, bit more work in the Star Wars universe. Why not? Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to this uh, because uh, it would be interesting seeing. I guess it would differ a bit from from everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound like. Um, I think it's really a really healthy idea. Like, uh, like if everything Star Wars going forward was like the original trilogy, like defined the flavor of Star Wars, and we're gonna basically try to hit that on every every project from now on. Yeah, that would be fine with me. But I'm pretty. I love that we're getting like so Mandalorian space western, great, uh, Kenobi some kind of character study in a way we got uh andor which is a spy a spy thriller and now this um yeah uh with the acolyte it's going to be kind of a mystery i i think this is cool yeah yeah me too i i really like that they they uh, have different approaches for everything Mm. makes uh makes it more interesting than having Mm -hmm. everything in the same style Yes, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Now, we already talked about the Bad Batch, uh, but we have not talked about Visions yet. Again, I think this is also, I'm totally into this concept. Um, it's going to be 10 short films created by uh, different an- uh, Japanese anime studios. Yeah. Uh, man, come on. Like, I just think it's, it's not going to be, this is going to be like the snack food between the meals in a way. Um, yeah, but it could be extremely cool considering, like, I mean, we've all seen fan made animation. There's a very famous one called X Swing, uh, Tie Fighter, I believe. Yeah, which is um, done in an 80s Japanese animation style, and it rules. <laughs> um, so I just think that the level of creativity and artistry, you know, um, that uh, these uh, people possess it's very exciting yeah have you have you seen the batman ninja movie yes 
that's crazy. It's, it's totally insane. Yeah. I hope this will like, be something similar. Yeah, that, visually that 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 was just eye meltingly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think that would be really really cool to see uh, Star Wars in this, that setting. That would be really really cool actually. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I agree. It, do you think it could be um, like the, the the Netflix series, the the Sex, Love, and Robots, or what uh, is it called? Yes, right. I think it. That's a, an excellent reference point. I think it's going to be very much like that. Love, Death, and Robots is the name of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's um, that would be very like completely different styles, but still. Like short short films with uh, Star Wars reference, uh, that yep. that could be really really cool actually. Mm. And it's, since it's short films, it could be they could um, put a lot of more lot of effort into to the mm. episodes as well. Yes. Oh, and it's uh, since they're all standalone stories, you can. Each one can be any era that they want to do. Yeah, I hope uh, it would be really cool to see, like Luke Skywalker uh, in his prime, maybe after Return of the Jedi. Bring it, give. Yep, that would be give really nice to see. And it's nice that, like, I think that there are a lot of ideas that. If you try to consider, oh, okay, how would we do this as a movie or as a TV series? You start to go like, it's it's too much. It's going to be it's too much of a responsibility to talk about that particular era, or that's a bit crowded in that that era already. Why do we can't fit more stuff in there? But just to go like, okay, here's a thirty minute or a forty minute short film. Where it's just like a really cool event from uh, this uh, this time in the story, then I, it could work perfectly. So uh, Luke Skywalker in his prime, that would be amazing. I would love to. See, you mentioned before the unbelievably crim criminally underused Knights of Ren, which is like they are some of my favorite designs. Yeah. In all Star Wars, let's see Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren get up to no good. That would be a great story i think yeah yeah that would be really nice uh, because the nice Ren has uh, potential uh, and uh, you, you know nothing about them really and you haven't really seen what they are capable of like right because they're all killed by kylo ren <laughs> <laughs> oh i just <laughs> yeah like I, I will i will go to my grave defending the the sequel trilogy but and like there are shots in the rise of skywalker where i just like i'm like oh, this looks amazing you know that 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 shot where they arrive on pasana and they're on that like kind of plateau hilltop and the camera is like panning around as they like and just and the, the timpani is going like dum 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 you know yeah. <laughs> the classic villain music and i just like i love these guys and then like even that battle b between them and Kylo Ren felt like that could have been twice as long, and I would have uh, not complained. 
yeah uh, it's like the i think the whole ending of the movie could have been mm. taking up a whole lot more of, of the movie like it mm-hmm. uh it seems a bit rushed uh yeah. now mm-hmm. would have like more epic showdown uh not not only in the sky, like uh, on the ground, mm. like an epic showdown, maybe like Kylo Ren. That would be, would have been more nice if Kylo Ren and Rey would have fought in front of the Emperor and then turned on him or something. Like, uh, that, right. that would have been really, really nice. Mm. I, it's a bit unfortunate that, like, I really love The Rise of Skywalker, but most of my... Mm, most of the missed opportunities I feel like are in the end of the film which means that like for the first 75% of it I'm like woohoo yahoo yeah great 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 and then when it gets to the most important parts I'm like yeah pretty good (laughs) you know um, I totally agree like I mean all that stuff like that dyad in the force idea I I think it's a really good idea yeah why not start to set that up in the like obviously they didn't have the idea in the beginning that's why they didn't set it up but if they had you know as we discussed plotted it out properly in the beginning they could have started to develop that yeah and then the whole thing of like snoke bridging their minds and bringing them together it could have been all a plot by sidious who's the only person in the galaxy who knows about this dyad thing to bring them physically together in front of him because he knows that's his best chance for returning, you know, uh, to to a physical body that is functional or whatever. Um, that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So visions. I think. Um, I mean, I, also those. Uh, have you seen any of the Galaxy of Adventures? shorts i mean they're very short they're between 30 seconds and a minute yeah yeah i've seen most of them uh, i think uh, the one with ray and bb8 and like mm. yeah do you like them i love them actually yeah now obviously they're using the audio from the films so that helps a little bit you kind of like ah oh, it's stuff i already like you know um and then you know the, the animation is not like amazing but it's good um and i think it uh they they're full of star wars feeling actually those uh those shorts but are you th- are you thinking of um forces of destiny maybe because yeah, there yeah. was a series of shorts that they're about maybe five minutes long each or something and it's all female characters oh yeah it's yeah forces that's, of destiny yeah that's and the then, one i'm talking about mm, Okay, and then uh, Galaxy of Adventures is just like their YouTube shorts that are used. They're basically designed for parents to show their kids who are pretty young and have very short attention spans to kind of yeah. get them into Star Wars. Um, and yeah, and they use audio or you know dialogue and stuff from the films, and uh, it's scenes that you've already seen and loved. So, um, yeah. but I love those. Yeah. I need to watch them. Uh, I think I uh, missed them. That, that's that's bad. 
yeah, I mean, it's nothing you haven't already seen, but it just, uh, yeah, they're fun. And speaking of fun, so the last, the last show on the list, um, I guess it's the least exciting one for me, but it could uh, really surprise us. Is It's called A Droid Story, and it's going to be a combination of animation and ILM visual effects. So, uh, and that is going to be focused on a new hero. Not sure who that will be, uh, guided by R2D2 and C3PO. Uh, this seems like something more, you know, more aimed at a younger audience, but uh, I will, of course, be there front and center. Yeah. Since, the day it comes out. Since I, I watched all the episodes of Resistance, I guess I will watch this too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or I guess I, I know I will watch this too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's also seems except for the bad batch, maybe it's a, mm. my least favorite. Uh, but I, I'm actually looking forward to the bad batch more. But mm. this this has a, this could be uh, either way. It it's, it mm. could be a hit or a miss. Yes, exactly. I mean, I find that sometimes um, I'm in the mood for something like that, where you're just like kind of tired and you just go like, I just want something fun and Star Wars, but you know, not not too. I don't have to concentrate or anything. Uh, that's when I've been watching episodes of Resistance, and um, yeah, this could fill that role very nicely. Have you, Have you seen the Lego uh, Lego Star Wars droid tales? Uh, I, whew, I've seen a bunch of Star Wars Lego stuff, but I don't think I've seen Droid Tales yet. It's about C-3PO and, and R2-D2. Ah. I didn't enjoy that one that much, but uh, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, I have a hinge that this could be something similar to that. Mm. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I think it'll be... Um, snack food but it'll uh, do what it's supposed to do yeah I, I will probably watch this i don't know when it's going to be released maybe if they're if they're smart they should release it first <laughs> so <laughs> so that mm. people <laughs> want or like they, they they watch it either way like mm. but yeah. um but yeah, I, I'm it, I'm gonna wa probably watch this uh, last. Yes, if it gets if it gets released as, at the same point. Mm. I, I mean, I mean, I I feel I fill out like my Star Wars watching. I I watch the Mandalorian shows and then I watch other Star Wars stuff in between. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> but I just I mean we've been we've talked about this before, but I think that we're, you know, the release of all this stuff will be staggered, you know? So I think we are pretty much looking at a situation where you're gonna have a show, uh, do, you know, releasing something Star Wars every week, and then that one will finish. And potentially another show will start up directly the week after, or maybe with a short like month or two month break so that you're, you're basically getting fed Star Wars, you know, on a weekly basis from now on. Um, that that will be the dream uh, come yeah, true actually. because I, I 
I need that. <laughs> yeah. It seems like why has this not been happening before now, actually? Like, I mean, I think part of part of the magic of the original trilogy was that it was, you know, a just three stories and if they felt so special. And um I and I think because of that experience of you know going without new on you know live action Star Wars for so long, it means that I'm never not gonna be amazed that there is more Star Wars. Like even now with ten TV shows and two films announced, <laughs> uh like the next time they announce that there's more Star Wars, I will be again amazed. What? There's more? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, it, it just that's built into me now after, you know, waiting 16 years between Return of the Jedi and, and The Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I think the, the best, uh, this is the best thing about the, the fact that Disney took over Star Wars. That's that mm. they're going to release a lot of Star Wars stuff. Even though I guess they want money for everything, it's like uh, they need, need to earn money. I think they treat the the brand with pretty much respect. Yeah, I don't think they yeah, have but... like uh, made a fool out of themselves yet, at least. No, I see people online just saying that, and I'm just like, okay, wait a second. Would you prefer to have Kathleen Kennedy and Disney running the running the ship, or would you maybe like the people in charge of DC to have a crack? Because look how well they're doing. Or perhaps would you like the people running the Transformers franchise or the Terminator franchise? Yeah, would you like yeah. them to take over? Because guess what? All of them have been like disasters. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, don't. Tell me about it. It's like uh, the DC stuff. I I actually preferred yeah. DC over Marvel when I was a kid. Sure. But uh, I don't do I don't anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, they have somehow snatched defeat uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Like how yeah, did, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a good good. Uh, description of it <laughs> they they, <laughs> they have had like I, I i like some of the batman movies of course uh mm. but this the superman the newer superman movies the, uh, i mean that's a that's a train wreck that's like yeah. that's like staring into the eyes of death like it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> Like the dawn of justice, uh, it's like Oof. oh, uh, I don't even that want to talk about it. It's like it's no, it's, it's depressing. Um, yeah. So, like, basically, when when people complain about uh, Kathleen Kennedy or complain about Disney, I'm like, they have made some mistakes, but as you said, they know what they have, and they do treat it with uh, with respect, and they do put an incredible amount of care uh, into trying to, you know, they are really trying, trying to keep the, the, the standard where it should be. Um, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, especially with Mandalorian, I think they, they're showing that they mean, mean business with this because mm. it's in their interest too to make it as good as possible uh, for for everyone because if if the stuff that came out were terrible mm. they wouldn't right they would 
destroy the the franchise like uh, doesn't if if the three original movies are the only ones that are good uh, mm-hmm. this wouldn't it wouldn't make money after a while it right. would uh, descend into nothingness yep. yeah exactly just as you saw with, with what happened with justice league and stuff uh, unlike the Marvel stuff, which started respectable and built to biggest film of all time. Mm. Well, Affep, it's been awesome. That was a, a, a very fun talk. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks again to Affepiran for uh, joining me on this momentous occasion. What a day for Star Wars. Um, it's really exciting. Can't wait to see uh, how all this turns out. Um, next episode, we will, of course, get back to our scene-by-scene st- uh, solo uh, rewatch. And we will be looking at the final episode in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, which will be a big one as well. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for everyone, especially me. Me! <laughs>